Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Riverdinks. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Jay. I'm Allie. And I'm Bella. And Bella, can we get that famous theme song, please? Fuck. Uh... There's no need for that. We're in the 50s now. Wrapped up to up, it's Riverdinks time. Yeah, that was good. Nice. <laughs> um, and I'm just gonna hop into this week's episode so we can talk about it. Um, this week was season seven, the final season, episode two, uh, titled Chapter 119 Skip, Hop, and Thump. It was directed by Ronald Paul Richard and written by Ariana Jackson. And it originally aired on April 5th, 2023. And, oh, viewership's not bad. And by by not bad, I mean, you know, better than the season six finale. People are tuning in a little bit. Anyways, this is what happened. And also, general note for my notes for this episode is a lot of stuff happened that I didn't even have time to write down because I was writing down other things that happened. But just little, mm-hmm. little things, but just whatever. Um, I've written down, Ughead is reading comic books. <laughs> um, he is also friends with Dilton, Doily, Ben Button, and Ethel Muggs. He finds out that Pep Comics, who are based in Riverdale, stole his story that he tried to give to them. Um, the sock hop is this week also, and Kevin and the crooners are playing. Archie asks Veronica to go to the sock hop with him, and she's like, you can audition to be my date. Tony wants Fangs to play at the sock hop, but Cheryl says no. They have a little gay moment. Um, Jughead goes to Pet Comics, and then they're like, if you can write a story for us, we'll hire you. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, Betty teaches Archie to dance because he's worried about not being able to dance in front of Veronica, and she has kind of some little feelings for him in that moment. Uh, Betty kisses Kevin at the drive-in, and he reacts weird and calls her a sex maniac, and she is offended. For some reason. (laughs) Girls, am I right? Um, Jughead is hired by Pep Comics to write a zombie story. Kevin, oh, and he also, Jughead also then is like, I have someone else who can help write this, and it's Ethel. He was trying to get Ethel in on the comics game as well, because she's also into it, and a great illustrator, it seems. Kevin meets Clay Walker, who was shown in the last episode, but never mentioned, but he's here. Um, And he is a new student at Riverdale High, and he seems to have a lot going on. We don't really know anything about it last episode i don't think they did because i because i think he was named as one of the students that was involved in like the emmett till stuff in terms of like oh they might have named him then but he didn't like go like hi yeah i I think he was named okay okay you're right Mm -hmm. or you might be right um but yeah he seems to have a lot going on we don't know a ton about him yet but there's some intrigue for sure um the serpents have said that they're going to throw rotten eggs at anyone going into the sock hop in protest because Fangs is not allowed to play. Um, and Cheryl goes to the dark room, which we, the viewers, know is the speakeasy under Pops. <laughs> but it's called the dark room. And um, it's a coffee shop for serpents, basically. And she goes there to talk to Tony about the dance. 
Um, Ethel asks Jughead to the dance, and he's like, sure, for kicks. He doesn't get it. Okay. Um, Julian makes fun of Archie at the audition to be Veronica's date, so he leaves, and he throws the poem that he wrote her in the trash. Very sad. Cheryl says that Fangs can perform instead of Kevin at the dance. Ethel gets in trouble for drawing zombie drawings in class <laughs> and she gets detention. Um, Veronica decides to go to the dance alone very bravely. Kevin asks Betty to go steady under great uh, pressure from Betty's mom, Alice. And she agrees somewhat hesitantly. Smithers finds the poem that Archie wrote for Veronica in the trash and gives it to her, and she is very touched. Um, Ethel has a screaming match with her parents at home because they're like, you have boys in your room and you're drawing disgusting pictures and stuff, and you're skipping detention and all that. Um, the sock hop is happening. Veronica, oh, Fangs is playing. Uh, Cheryl and Tony dance together. Epic. We'll talk more. Um, Veronica asks Archie to dance with her, and he turns her down so he can dance with his mom, which I thought was very sweet. Um, Principal Featherhead is homophobic to Cheryl for a moment. Um, everyone screamed and cried. And then at the very end, Ethel enters the dance, and she is absolutely covered in blood. And Jughead's like, what's going on? Is that blood? And she's like, something terrible has happened. And then the episode ends. So, Ooh, yes or no, did you like it? Yeah. Yes. I really did. I, I liked, liked it a yeah. lot. It was good. I liked it quite a bit. Um, Let's talk about it. All right. First There's of all, <clears throat> it sure was in the 50s. They really yeah. made it clear with various phrases what was the one word he used uh, someone used it ginchiest ginchiest what is that i've never heard I that mean, in my it's life it's gotta be a good thing i, mean, I would hope because we're saying it um i'm actually gonna look it up ginchy means sexy oh. cool yeah it means cool um it's a, also a song by vibration land well, that, actually, that's from 2001, so surely that's not relevant. Well, okay, it just means cool, I guess. Okay. But yeah, the sock hop. I, I did not it. realize that you actually were in your socks for a sock hop. Yeah, I guess so. That was news to me. I didn't even catch that. They were all taking all their shoes, their shoes off. off. Missed it. I don't know how. I was, I, yeah. Maybe you're Sounds like, Gee, why is there a shot of all these shoes right now? Yeah, I, it just didn't register. I was like, oh, yeah, that's normal. Yeah. I, I feel like at prom, did you guys have, like, a lot of the girls would take off their shoes because the heels were so uncomfortable? Yeah. I so guess. I thought maybe it was, I, I think it just didn't register for me. Right. But I think you're totally right. Um, My, like, through line for the episode was that I think that it's showing a very like I feel like all like many of like the events and like emotions that the characters are experiencing are very reflective of their experiences 
in the present timeline in the past six seasons right like I think like a lot of Veronica's storyline is like it is like a very nice summary of like the way that she's hurt people in the past um but it's not just like reflection of her in season one but in the 50s like I agree it's kind of like reminiscent of the whole thing like the whole show yeah like it's cool I feel like it's yeah like it her deeper flaws that have been revealed throughout the series mm-hmm. are being revealed now, but not in a way like, it, yeah, I think they still have a lot of the character development, but still have some of the flaws that they've been working through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like the events are so simple. Like she like wasn't nice to Archie and like it, like, and didn't like respect him and like it, romantic way which is like not like which is like small potatoes compared to like killing her father killing her dad serial killers cults so much like she's done so much worse but like she like apologizes and is like sorry that's not an excuse like my parents are not an excuse for my behavior yeah and the way that archie like still like turns her like she doesn't like get exactly what she wants from Archie in the end. There's like an emotional memory almost. Yeah, exactly. Like I think that there's like it's like a small like event, like it's a minute high school event, but it's like really showcasing these characters. Um yeah. Yeah. And like so if we extrapolate that to Betty, mm-hmm. she is tired of dating a gay man. <laughs> Just like how she's tired of dating Jughead and Archie. And they're not giving her what she needs or wants. Yeah, no, I think that's the, I was kidding, but that's no, but true. Right. That's no, true, though. Yeah, so they're not giving her what she needs or wants in a relationship, and they're doing stuff to just, like, do Like, placate her. Yes. And she's seeking, relation, like, her relationship, like, what she's getting is what she thinks is, like, the ideal... Especially Uh, with, like, Archie. Especially with Archie. I don't know. That's just Those are just my thoughts. I I was thinking about, like, how does this... Like, what does this mean for Riverdale? Like... Mm -hmm. Because, like, the plots are so back to basics, you know? Yeah. But they're very complex. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because of the history. That's what I'm saying is it's not like it's, like, a reset to, like, zero character growth. Mm Mm-hmm somehow there it is still there mm-hmm. it's interesting because i think you could watch this without having seen really any of the show oh, the riverdale twitter account keeps telling me they keep they really are pushing that they're like just watch are it they? yeah they're that's been like their ploy for like the new season. i mean obviously that's i know good. it's like their job i really think there's going to be some sort of loop back to season one like i really I, d- I don't it's know. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of out there. It's maybe not very good writing. Like, I'm not if a they did writer. to satisfy the naysayers and the haters, I'm going to be really pissed off. I'm actually going to veto my tattoo. Mean? Like, if Whoa. it loops back season one, like, in order to please, like, the like the people who haven't been watching? Is that what you mean? No. I don't know. Let's well, if they, no, no, well, I, if they I do that, I will be upset. Let's just 
How, what else did we call this episode? What's going on? Okay. Well, but Bella, what I was saying was this, the Twitter account, they really are pushing. They're like, it's a total reset. Just, just watch it. You don't have to be caught up. You don't have to do anything to which I almost want to like reply to that and say, like, if you're reading this, don't watch it because <laughs> you don't deserve it. <laughs> um, but I didn't, um, gotta get them to listen to the podcast to catch up. Yeah, that's true. Then they'll know about season one and part of season two and one and a half seasons and then season five five yeah so they only skip about three and a half seasons and they're not they're barely important i mean all the stuff with hiram who cares gargoyle king jughead's dead who cares (laughs) jughead's always dead guy dies like at least twice in the series so far. Yeah, several times. What do we think of Ethelhead? I'm liking Ethel. Like we've seen her so many times in so many different iterations. I think I really, we're actually going to get justice for Ethel. Like this is like, I mean, I'm here for it. You know, like she's so, she contains so many multitudes that we've seen. I'm great with this one i enjoyed her but i was also not that interested in her story i feel like i just i was a lot more interested in the other stories i felt like hers was very basic until she walked in covered in blood but like before that was just like okay Let's move on. Just because she's not a character that we've really spent a lot of time with, I understand like that's part of why it's great that we're getting to hear from her. But I feel like what I'm enjoying about season seven for the most part is here are characters that we've seen interact for so long with these dynamics and now they have these different dynamics and this is so interesting. But now it's just like, yeah, I don't really know how different this is from Ethel's current behavior like I, I feel like we don't see her very often well, she, I just kind of was bored with her storyline compared to the others but I, I enjoy Ethel as a character I guess I think like we, we've seen her at such extremes sure reveal when she's like trying to stop the universe from exploding and in season three, when she's in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, when she, she has the Gargoyle King vision, board. the vision board. Like I feel like I'm, I'm, and I mean the literally justice for Ethel, like episode, episode season one, episode three. Like I'm, you're right. I I thought it was less interesting than the other characters, but I was like, I'm not hating this. There's so much potential for Ethel because she really could go in any direction based on whatever the story calls for. So that's why I kind of had my eye on her the whole episode. I was like, what are they doing with Ethel right now? Because my guess is that they're not just like, now Ethel is one of the main characters. I thought she was going to be murdered. Like, I thought that that's what she was coming. Like, when she first walked in covered in blood. I thought that she was like she had been stabbed. It's well, that is still possible. We do not but have information on that. I think. Well, I feel like if she had been stabbed and had been bleeding that much, she wouldn't be like 
yo jughead i gotta tell you this thing like i feel like she would just die not be talking i don't know quite so coherently like chatting she was kind of no i know i just mean i feel like she would be like i feel like the death would come very quickly i feel like she wouldn't be like jughead People can live people, through stabbing. Have you seen Scream you 6? Such a bunch. People can get stabbed lying. upwards of 30 times. And you know what? Retracting. <laughs> Absolutely retracting my previous statement. You're so right. You came What's with sources. Um, I think she murdered her parents. Like, I think she had to, like, in self defense. But, like, I think she killed them. Oh, yeah, I was just saying, she, maybe she killed them in self defense. Yeah. That would be excellent. It really seems like that was what happened. So, yeah, but I think that's what we're supposed to she think, gets, and therefore I think it's not what happened. Sure. Kill if she killed them in self-defense, is that technically murder? I think it depends on what the court decides. But like what makes it murder versus not murder, just killing another person? Intent, I think. Otherwise it's manslaughter, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's to do well, with yeah. legal determination. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it'll come up that it's like they'll find like oh she's been doing these drawings like this like shows intent like she's crazy or like she's so violent. No no no. What did you say? One of the sisters of quiet mercy. I really thought that that's what the parents were going to announce. I thought that they were going to say you're going yeah. When they were like we're so worried about you or whatever. I I think actually that she's gonna that she's being framed by who by the new villain that we don't know yet what who what who would have motive to kill ethel mr and mrs mugs he was at the factory and we know from present day that he worked for hiram's factory maybe hiram right now is somehow outsourcing his I Love Lucy factory work. He's making I Love Lucy or what what was what did they call it? Oh Mia. Oh Mia. <laughs> He's outsourced the Omiha merchandising company to Riverdale, New York from Los Angeles. And Mr. Muggs works for that co- that factory and found something out that would tank his career and get him canceled. I just think it's more likely that she's being framed than it is. Actually, I think she killed them in self-defense because I really feel like the villains of this season are like Featherhead and Warders, like, and I feel like they're villainy is imposing conformity and repression on which is high. so i really don't think they're gonna slip a serial you think killer you don't think there. there's gonna be a killer okay i kind of like that actually because i had been really expecting that there was going to be like a killer but i actually like that more. i mean i would i i mean i would be a killer in society killer. yeah literally i would be here for a killer i just don't think it's gonna happen okay i hadn't even really considered there not being a killer <laughs> I mean, I feel like Ethel is the killer 
in this context just because I do think that she might well because the one thing is so when she goes into her room and like slams the door Mm -hmm. versus when she shows up at the dance like she's dressed for the dance so it's not like she goes in and they immediately go in it's seemingly she gets dressed for the dance and tries to leave Mm. and then fights her way out and maybe like accidentally kills her dad wow i don't know why she would then go to the dance yeah but seemingly she's just like in shock and needs help that's why i think that she didn't do it even if it would like regardless of it being intentional or not that's why i think something else happened but I would kind of really love if, like, one of the main focal points of this season is, like, the people versus Ethel Muggs. Like, it's like an Ethel Muggs what? trial. Why would people be against Ethel Muggs? Because I'm mad. Yes, the pixies. They're mad at her for killing her abusive parents? Yes. You think that's the... That is what real season, season seven is going to say? They're mad at her for drawing. They're like, mad at her like, drawing. That's fair. You know what? That's fair. And this what? And this is literally based on comic books. And she was trying to draw comic books, and they stopped her. So therefore, the justice of the universe <laughs> is on Ethel's side. I'm really glad we're not in the writers' room. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean. I, I didn't mean that's what the season would be about. I just thought it would be entertaining if there was like an episode that it's like this is the trial of ethel mugs i guess i'm like My... ethel mugs shipped off to well if the... she wins her case they're like she's getting like electroshock therapy or something oh, like, like you're right like i really like i really don't want to try to get serious i just I'm, like, but no yeah i think she i think that she is going to be tried that's what i'm saying and i think that they're gonna use the drawings as evidence against her that's my prediction this is literally that's okay now tell bella that she's wrong well i was telling you both that you're wrong i don't know what (laughs) this is just i'm just like i don't want that i'm just saying i think that that's what they're setting up because why else would you have ethel drawing violent images in yeah. this episode and then coming covering what we want to happen we are divining what is what will right. happen i mean i'm not i'm not saying i'm i guess i'm saying like like we've said before that we ethel is like we just said that ethel is such a minor character mm-hmm. i really can't <laughs> imagine them because i feel like the consequences of it are just going to be so severe if of her you know what i mean like sure what so what do you think happens like why do you think she's covered in blood did you say like do you think she fought her parents or do you think it's something else that's just how the next episode is like them it's the next episode of sex education it's the next episode of sex that's hilarious so i'm like why the hell are they gonna talk about ethel mugs manslaughter trial in the (laughs) episode like that that's why i'm just like i don't it feels like such a heavy consequence to deter for a whole episode based on what we know about. I don't, so yeah, I don't think it's going to be like when Archie was being tried. I don't think it's going to be like, this is the plot of the episode. I think it's going to be like one of the times the FP was arrested and it was like a side plot. Mm. Or like when it's like just Jughead saying like, my dad's, 
in jail again or like my dad has to do whatever like I don't think that it's going to be a big um like a huge chunk of the episode I just think that my prediction or my guess of why she's covered in blood is that she fought her family and one of them died maybe both of them are dead and I, now oh go ahead i can i say something mm-hmm. i just i think like i mean, you're saying like it's like when jughead's dad is in prison one of upteenth times that it happened i guess i feel like this episode in the last like things have much more gravity um than they did in the previous six seasons like things feel like a lot more um things feel like um, sorry it's okay i'm sorry i'm excited to talk i'm really sorry things feel like they're really um you said there's more gravity yeah to feel more like realistic like yeah like i like um The pace is kind of slower, so I really don't see them be, like doing a manslaughter trial, wrapping it up in an episode. That's maybe fair. they, maybe More, like, they do, like maybe they do, and they send Ethel away, and we don't hear about her again, and I'm just gonna be bummed out. Like maybe that's true. I just, I guess I'm like, I can't. I'm struggling to see this play out. You know? I think the f- or sorry, Jay, you give your thought. Okay. <laughs> Because here's what it is, you guys. Don't don't go on your phone while I'm about to break the news of the century. Sorry. You can go on your phone if you want. Um, what have I been saying for months and months and months and months and months besides Archie Firepowers? I have been saying zombies. And what if somehow Ethel's parents became zombies somehow to do with her drawing of them? And she, that's why she had to kill them. Wow. And there's going to be some kind of drawings coming to life sort of situation. Or a zombie situation, which I've been I mean, hoping and praying and wishing and saying. Like and I've, this is technically all, all of Riverdale is drawings coming to life. Literally. Archie oh. Comics. Wow. Jay, oh, literally. <laughs> this is actually so close to them having a zombie plotline in the show because there's literally Archie Comics zombie comics. Yeah. And they're drawing zombie comics within Archie universe. I'm just sorry, I'm getting a little short of breath because of how <laughs> how close we are, you guys. Oh my goodness. Okay, now you can go. I'm really sorry to, to interrupt on that. But I but actually I'm not sorry because I had to say it. But <laughs> I think the function of the first two episodes of this season, or like especially this episode is it's showing that Riverdale is like kind of so we've talked about this last time I think but season one of Riverdale like the opening of the show is it's a quiet sleepy town where nothing bad really ever happened it's very like cat like whatever like the very like stereotypical small town whatever and then this shocking event happens where there's this horrible violence and a child is killed or whatever. And it's, it really turns everything upside down. And then it leads towards all of this increasing violence and destruction over the next few years. 
I feel like what they're doing right now, it's, it's a similar thing where we're starting where everything is very, even more so, it's 1950s and we're going to the sock hop and it's like really um, wholesome and calm and whatever. But then they're introducing these really heavy, serious, dark plot lines, like the real life thing about Emmett Till. But then also like in this episode, whatever the fuck is happening with Ethel at the end. So it goes from, and just like, yeah, the homophobia, the whatever, like we're, we're seeing it more quietly throughout the episode where it's like, we see the homophobia, like we see them having to be closeted. We see like all these different things. And like, we see, like we pick up on like the sexism and like the whatever, but in 1955, that was so normalized. Right. Uh-huh. But then Ethel literally bursts in covered in blood. You can't ignore that. You can't brush that off the like off to the side. There's a ton of witnesses. Like that is going to change things. And so I think that this is that from here, I think Jughead's job and like everyone's job is to have it not go down the same path. Like whatever the violence was, whatever caused her to be covered in blood. It's going to shake things up. And the whole bend towards justice thing, I think, is going to be their job of like, they need to make sure that they don't just go down the exact same path and end up in a really. That's quite profound, actually. Yeah. Wow. I like that. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah. I hope they play Runs in the Family by Amanda Palmer at some point. Excellent song. To indicate like the cyclical nature. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good point. Because I guess how they respond to this will be extremely telling of like what is going to happen for kind of the rest of it. Wow. Um, could I request that we get a Shoney Corner? I was literally about to say that. Yeah. A bunch of words on Twitter. Um, sorry, I didn't think about this at all. Can we talk about something heart? else for like one? Yeah, of course. First. I like Clay. I like Clay too. He's got sensitive eyes. I he wonder really why. Good. You know, I wonder what they're trying to tell us about him. It's so nice that he wants to be friends with Kevin. Yeah, I know a little bit of information because I read about the character from someone reviewing the season of the show. Mm-hmm. I shan't say. Not really. I I could say about he it. murdered Ethel's parents. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. And framed her. Um. <laughs> I, I'm very intrigued by him. I hope that he gets a lot of airtime because, like, literally, he's done almost nothing so far, and I'm like very compelled and want to know what he's about. Um, so sorry that he's, I guess, gonna get saddled with Kevin. Sorry, dude. Um, it's mean to Kevin. Well, I don't like him very much. Very- Maybe 1955 <laughs> Kevin isn't too bad. I feel like right now the only bad or like quote-unquote bad things about it like the only things that have caused us or like caused the characters to not like him 
is just that he's closeted. I know. That's true. I guess I am mad at him because of his treatment of Betty, but it's not his fault. It's so not his fault that he's closeted. (laughs) But I am mad because he's making Betty unhappy. (laughs) And we just want Barchi to get together so badly. Just want Barchi. Actually, can we talk? We can before right before we go to Journey Corner. If you want some more time, we can talk about that Betty Veronica scene. Um, hello. Very sus. That's behavior. I'm really so happy they're like talking to each other again. Like it really is like a I'm like I'm like it is a blessing. It is a miracle that Betty and Veronica are speaking to each other literally once again. And I just thank God. And I I don't know. I thought I thought they both did great in that scene too. Um, She's like like, they weren't just like my bestie or whatever. Mm Is this the scene? Whoever ends up with you is really lucky. Mm -hmm. Oh, when they were in the student lounge. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great scene. Tony Corn? Yeah. Yay! Um, Tony is alive and well. We are um, so back. There's many. We are so back. There's <laughs> many hours of podcast evidence of me saying that I thought they'd never get back together. Um, season four really disappointed me, and I really thought it was over. I was just so mad and so angry about the way Tony was written. I think barely. Um, so I think I was realistic in thinking it wouldn't happen again. But we are so back because. Like, I don't know, I thought all their scenes were really great. I thought Tony being so forward, um, coming out of Cheryl, asking her to dance and stuff like that. So just also at the table when she was buying the tickets and was like, do you, like, are you, like, asking me out and stuff? I thought Madeline Crush was great. I thought Vanessa Morgan was fantastic. I liked their little talk in the dark room as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tony is really being fleshed out as a character in a way that we haven't really seen in quite some time in the sense of just her identity in the serpents mm-hmm. um, and her having an established location stuff like that and her really not and like her really you know I know who she doesn't have a relationship with Cheryl yet but her just being her own person right now um I'm, it really sucks to suck and see shit. It really, like, the whole thing with Principal Featherhead, like, it really sucks to see. Oh, just as God intended. Oh, so sad. It really sucks to see um, Cheryl upset like that again. And I... We'll see. But we are so back. So. Yay. Yay. Yeah, no, I could have watched just their plot line non-stop like just i just wanted to keep going it was great i'm thrilled thank god really and i saw um a tweet that just said something like uh madeline pesh takes lesbian acting more serious and seriously than anyone on the planet and i think it's true i think it because is she true. really she's serious yeah she comes to set and she's not kidding. Mm-hmm. Also, the shot of Tony sitting with all the boys in the corner mm-hmm. are dancing. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl. Oh, Tony. 
And when she's when they're in the dark room and she's like, it'll give us time to get more acquainted. Very sweet. So sweet. Well, I don't Not, think she's being well, sus at all. Sweet. I think I know, she's being sus. I'm just saying it was gay. That's all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was sweet, heartwarming, delectable. truly delectable, chilly, shoney. I've really been saying chony this whole time, and that's okay. Thrilled. Um, any other th- thoughts on the episode? Um, a lot happened that we haven't um, discussed, but you know. I it really sucks to see Betty like the whole Betty Kevin thing. Oh. I get that Kevin is positive and stuff. Kevin? And I do want Betty to get what she wants. I thought that Lily Reinhardt was really great in this episode. Mm. Um I agree. Yeah. I thought Alice was interesting in this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure what she's up to. It just seemed kind of weird, like Betty was expressing, like, I think I like Archie. I want to be with Archie. And she really tried to shut that down and shift her back to Kevin. And then, like, met with Kevin to be like, you need to lock her down. And that just seems kind of strange to me. I It seemingly is not she loves Kevin so much. And it's more she doesn't want her to be with Archie, which is very season one. But... I don't know what the motivation in this version would be. I guess I thought it was just like her conforming to the time period and the repression of the time period and her not wanting her daughter to pursue a romantic interest at all. I I guess I don't think that Mm -hmm. it has to do with Archie being Archie at all. I think it's her just being like if she she can have a really chaste not like pure relationship gotcha this guy that is obviously he like doesn't even like really want to be with her and she's like you know do this and you can just ignore all of your problems yeah um that's what my impression of it was as well is that she's just really just like an mm-hmm. imposing force yeah for like the standards and then also um i would i would assume granted not a, not a 50s historian mm-hmm. I would assume that it would probably be whorish for her to be kind of dating Kevin and then like date someone else or something. Like her mom might be concerned about that in that way. Mm-hmm. Like would also be why she doesn't want her to date Archie. Sure. But yeah. Um, I thought Julian sucks. He's he awful. does suck. He's terrible. That- He's so annoying. He was so explicitly terrible. It's making me wonder if they're gonna... We're gonna get him. Like, <laughs> he's so unlikable. Like, it's making me think... I feel like something's gotta... happen to him or have him do something that's, like, very plot-relevant. Because yeah. I don't see the point of them replacing Jason and have him just be here to be unappealing. Well, Jason was there to be a dead to the narrative murder victim from day one, so I think it's a hard act to follow. Like, no, I know, well, I meant versus them having Jason. I know. Okay. I'm saying that I think Julian really pales in comparison to what we to Jason's immediate presence in the show. Well, yes. 
I think Jason's presence in the show is like huge, but I, but I just mean like in terms of, in terms of writing, I just mean like, I don't like why make this other character and not have him just be like, like what they could have done is it's Julian and he just kind of is similar to Jason or something. And they just don't have Jason there because Jason is similar to Jason when Jason's been dead. We don't know anything about his character. Can I share my guess? My guess of why they've introduced Julian instead of Jason is that they realize too late that the guy who plays Jason is not a strong actor. You're genuinely. (laughs) Although, fun fact for the podcast: the guy that plays Julian, he's not been in any movie or TVs or anything. Movie or TVs? He's not been in any movies or TV or anything. He was on a play, or he was in a play off Broadway that Roberto saw, and he was like, "Hold on, we need this kid." So that's fun. Nice. I think he's there to be a juxtaposition to. Archie and to just be another love interest to Veronica currently true um, and to so that Cheryl's twin identity remains intact yeah and I think there's potential for him yet I think there's potential for him I'm just kind of he's just kind of a question mark to me at the moment because I don't quite see like I feel like it's so deliberate to create a whole new character because or also I guess what I'm saying is like it's he could have been there and been Julian and even been unappealing and just have been less present but he's like quite in it and so that's why I think like something is like coming with him he's kind of reminding me of Reggie one yeah I see that and so I wonder if it's just supposed to be Reggie one like if it's just supposed to fill that role like because it's by the way where is he off being tall not Reggie 1 even. Reggie 2. Where is he? Was he in the last episode? He's not been here yet. He's the murderer. I wonder if he's in something. I'm going to look it up real quick. Like if he's going to be in Charles something. Mullen. Yeah. He is actually. He got cast in um... He is? Are you gonna say it was think of it before I find something it? And I something big. It was Vampire Horror Story Hotel. Yeah, I did not know that. Um, he got cast something big, like a real well-known like director cast him in something recently. I think I saw that. I don't remember what it was. May December Todd Haynes movie. Yeah, Todd Haynes, which is with Natalie Portman, Julianne Moore. Okay, yeah, really big deal. Wow. I, hope okay. he's, I hope he's doing well. Um, he's okay. It, 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 on the Wikipedia page for this movie, it says starring Natalie Portman, Julianne Moore, Charles Mountain. No one yeah. else listed. It's wow. like he's like a main character. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. So maybe he really just isn't going to be here. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he was just cast, right? Well, oh, um, but they're still filming probably part of it. I'm filming no Riverdale right now, still. So. Yeah, I'm not used to that as a concept. That's true. Uh, yeah, I also I don't have a great sense of, you know, or any sense of, like, how 
pre-production works for stuff like that. Um, who would your MVP be for the episode? Um, Tony, because she slayed. Yes. Um, the rotten egg thing is funny <laughs> because she really served in every scene. Um, and she was really great. I'm talking about Cheryl. I love her hair also. She looked really fantastic. Um, I love that she's established as a character otherwise. Um, I love that she's like the leader of the serpents. Um, I, yeah. Thank you, Tony, for your service. Not much else I can say. I'm going to give it to Cheryl. Nice. Um, I really enjoyed her in this episode. I liked, I feel like Madeline Pitch did a really good job of kind of showing that like hesitation and that nervousness, but excitement um, in having a girl flirt with her mm-hmm. and letting, like being able to kind of explore that a little bit and getting to dance with her. And like, I just thought she did a really great job. And I think, I don't know. I just liked it a lot, but I also, I don't know. I think she's clearly going through it. Yeah. Yeah. I am against the odds. Going to give it to Veronica. Insane. I know. After you say that, after you say this, can I say a few more things about the episode? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I was impressed with her complexity in the episode despite the premise being kind of shallow just like she's auditioning the boys for the sock hop but i thought she actually had quite a bit going on and um i was pretty endeared to her again shockingly because i usually am not at all so that's really why i'm giving it to her i was like found her appealing and sympathetic and interesting maybe i need to watch this fan cam you sent which if one? This is, didn't even watch it? No, because I was like, I hate Veronica. I don't want to give her any positive feelings. But now I'm like, I, I gotta say, you, I can't smoke whatever what you're smoking. Too, but it's like very much just like boss bitch fan cam. So you might not like it. Okay. But you should watch it because, wow, oh, I sent it to Circus by... Oh, it was sent to Circus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, but it was it was good in that way because it was I liked it because it highlights how much she really does sing and dance on the show. Yeah, I was just gonna say I liked Veronica a lot in this episode as well. Um, and just to repeat again, like I feel like her auditioning the boys for this is something that she would do like without batting an eye in like the previous seasons, and like mm-hmm. walk all over other people like without a second thought. And I think that her character is just a lot better in this episode um a lot more interesting and the point that she makes to say like my parents doing something is not an excuse for my behavior I thought was really just like the writing was so much um like her writing was just so different I feel like um and I liked her a lot more yeah I think it's interesting it's kind of like we're getting to see season one plots with season seven or like the first six seasons of character development which we've already said but just in the sense of like they're being confronted with very similar plot lines and 
it's interesting to think of like even though they have reset in many ways they are very different that's they, crazy because like definite like cycles of violence being like such a prominent theme in Riverdale and this being like the definition of them like breaking the cycle in that way because mm-hmm. they're being faced with the same problems but they're treating them differently yeah whoa show of all time mm-hmm. can I give a quick shout out yes okay we have a listener shout out to do I recently learned that we have a listener named Nina who is Zach's uh, friend from high school. So shout out to Nina. Hope you're having a great day. Shout out, Nina. Um, mm. Also, maybe we'll meet in person sometime <laughs> instead of <laughs> listening. Yeah. A one-way thing. But all right. Do you want to do ratings? Yeah, I want to say yeah. real quick, Nina, if you send us a like a headshot of yourself, we'll put it on the listeners wall of headshots <laughs> that we keep. Okay. Um, <laughs> at our headquarters. Yeah, at River at Riverdinks Inc. Um Yeah, great. What would you give this episode out of ten? I think I would give it like seven rotten eggs out of ten because I really really did like it I still in terms of just like pure enjoyment the slower pace does not appeal to me as much but I thought it was a very good episode and a very solid episode and I'm still like the the mystery and the magic of this like new setting has not worn off for me or anything so I'm still very intrigued by it even though the actual events of the episode were pretty low key. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it a seven. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten recast Dilton Doilies. Although it's the original Dilton. Is it? So it's original Dilton Doyle. Yeah. All right. Um, I just I really enjoyed this episode I think I'm just really enjoying season 7 so far I think just the whole concept I think is so fun I had a really good time I was curious how it was going to go with Jughead being reset like what that was going to be like and I liked seeing his kind of take on like comic book Jughead of just kind of being not really interested in dating, very interested in food and comic books and just being very kind of what like I don't know. I yeah. I I enjoyed it and I enjoyed most of the plot lines. Um really enjoyed the Cheryl and Tony stuff. I enjoyed the Archie stuff and Betty stuff. Um I just yeah, I really enjoyed this episode i really enjoyed mary in this episode also i liked her being like shout out mary veronica you can't be good to my boy like yeah. I swear to God. she really looked like her eight like 1980s self like just with her hair like she looked so young it was crazy right um she looks great but yeah i think it was a great episode um, one thing about Jughead I'm going to say before I get my rating is sure. I thought it was so... What? I said short. Go ahead. Um, is 
right at the beginning of the episode when it shows him really concernedly looking at the comic book I felt like it was a little funny gag because it like really sounded like he was going to be like guys something terrible's happened the universe is going to explode but it was just him mad about like his comic like mm-hmm, I thought mm-hmm. like he had the exact same tone of like like him looking so upset at his comic but I thought he was going to because he walks in and he says guys you're not going to believe this yeah Mm-hmm. I thought that he was going to say, like, there's a comic book about us. Yeah. But that would be too Riverdale. Yeah. yeah. Um, and wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> but, but, um, my rating is seven sock hops out of ten. Um, I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was a real solid episode. Um, maybe I'm giving it, like, a little lower than it deserves just because it was it was a bit slow I guess and I'm like tired and stuff I don't know like <laughs> maybe that's impacted my viewing but really solid episode I really like the writing specifically I thought the writing was just very strong all the dialogue um I didn't hate like any of the plot lines or anything really um i'm looking forward to the next episode in terms of what we've established here i'm not really dreading anything which is i feel like unusual for me when i'm watching this show (laughs) um love that cheryl and tony stuff so much i really liked betty in this episode as well um i really like archie in this episode um yeah nice and any predictions I really do think Ethel's parents are zombies. I think I think Ethel has killed her parents in self-defense. I don't know if it's both or just one. I feel like there would be more blood though. I think that's the only thing. Maybe they maybe they died in a freak accident, like, and she's completely not to blame. You know, like somehow they caused. Just she didn't seem to have injuries is the only thing because they did like a close up of her face. Yeah. So I was thinking like, yeah, maybe she's yeah. been hurt, but it seemingly was someone else's blood. It seemed more like she just yeah. witnessed something. Mm. In that way. That's interesting. I bet on my life, not really. That Whoa. Betty and Veronica will kiss next episode. Next um, episode. Oh, it's in the it's episode. in the because it's the, it's the sex orgy episode. Yeah, it's the sex education episode is next. Um, maybe I will eat my words. I don't I know. Hope it's, right. I hope you're right. It's six years in the making for me to make this suggestion. Um, if they don't do it, somehow even more telling. <laughs> I know. Um, it's kind of wishful thinking. It's kind of genuine. I really have hope. Like, I really have hope, guys. Like, maybe I sound delusional. Thing, worst things have been said on this podcast. Um, amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, mm-hmm. psyched to see it. Until then, Allie, can we get that famous sign on? You guys have any predictions? We both said them. I uh, predict that the... That- Jay predicts that parents are zombies. I predict that Ethel has murdered the parents. I, I guess because you said them earlier. I was like, this is not... Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. New, new predictions. I think that 
I think that Penelope is going to be in the next episode. Yes. I think that Betty and Veronica will almost kiss and then get interrupted. Fate worse than death. I think that Kevin's relationship with Clay is going to somehow become physical in some way. Not kissing, but like I think that there's going to be like some. Yeah. Something. Right. And then like someone walks in, like, like not like walks in and catches them, but just like they get interrupted and they stop. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be like a, oh. Yeah. Okay. Until then, see you later, Danks. Woo!